This is Steven. And this is Tracy. And this is the Just the Two of Us podcast. on the following platforms Podbean, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Acast, Player FM, Google Play, and TuneIn. Just search Just the Two of Us Podcast. You can also follow us on social media on Facebook at Just the Two of Us Podcast or on Twitter at JTTOU Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to another podcast. Yeah, son. <laughs> and today we're going to talk about the 2017 Grammy Awards. Woohoo! the last uh, couple of years we've done some Grammy recaps, so we figured let's keep the tradition going mm-hmm. as there was a lot of stuff to talk about. Yes. It was a very controversial um Grammy, yeah. <laughs> Grammy ceremony this year, so I guess yeah. there's an opportunity for us to talk about it, but f- before we get to the juicy stuff, we just start off from the beginning. Mm-hmm. This year, James Corden hosted the show, and James Corden is um, the host of the Late Late Show on CBS. Mm-hmm. Um, this is his first time hosting the Grammys, mm-hmm. and generally, I'm a fan of, of James Corden. I think he's a good guy. He's, you know, mm-hmm. he's pretty humorous and pretty creative guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think of his uh, hosting that job on the show? Yeah, I thought he um, did a good job. Um, from the moment he came on stage, I mean, he had a, you know, whole little bit ready, which I wasn't expecting. And so, you know, I think it probably caught a lot of people off guard um, when he came out and, you know, kind of didn't really get out up on the stage at first on the stairs. And then he, you know, did the whole falling down the stairs, that whole bit. That was so, so weird because I wasn't sure if that was like, real or not when it's when, it, right. when the lift first started when it first stopped right and then like he kind of stood there and stood there for a couple of beats and i'm like okay is this real i know right but then it seemed like it may have been a joke but then i still wasn't sure right yeah it, it kind of went a little bit too long or he didn't do any kind of cues to indicate that it it was fake or you know whatever it was planned but yeah yeah i mean he he did a good job i um think he's generally you know pretty you know funny um yeah i I thought he carried the show well it was it was nice to see a change uh in hosting from the usual ll cool j i mean it seemed like (laughs) ll ll hosted that show like eight years in a row it's been a while. It had been a while. I mean, he, yeah. it's like he's always hosted wearing his, like, white tuxedo and his black, like... Kango. <laughs> Kango. I don't even know if he's, he's even still wearing Kangos. Like, it's just some, some sort of black <laughs> LL hat, you know, to cover up that right. huge cranium he's got. Oh, my goodness. How are you got to talk about LL's head? Remember that rumor back in the day? Because LL always wore hats in, like, all right. his videos. Every right. time he saw him. Wasn't there a rumor that he had, like, a metal plate in his head? I think it was a rumor. Oh, really? It was like a rumor there was something wrong with his head. <laughs> like he had a metal plate or something. Because he I... always had a hat. Every video from 1985 till hmm. forever. Yeah, I mean, I remember. I mean, yeah, I don't remember that being said. But I remember people talking about, like, 
why does he wear you know a hat all the time? But I don't quite remember that rumor. But I mean, that's just a rumor. I just started. <laughs> I just started just thirty up, seconds ago. <laughs> just making up rumors. So if you hear that, yeah. you know where it came from. <laughs> so yeah, I thought um, in general he did a good job. I mean, I carry, he carried the show well. I mean, you know, when when any award show is run well, is organized well, directed well, all of that, uh, you know, I think hosts have it really easy. You know, the show kind of carries itself and flows yeah yeah so um and yeah. he didn't have to do much for this one. i mean basically right. i was thinking about it like i really didn't see much of him no you know like he came out and did that bit with dnce then he right you know he, which was hilarious because so many people were like oh my god i didn't realize he was standing up there with right <laughs> and i didn't either at first i was like wait that's- i know i was like wait huh because I, I was thinking, wait a minute, there's four people in that group, right? And then he was on the end as the fifth member. <laughs> that was member. very tricky, and yeah, that was funny. And he did, you know, he did the car, car couple karaoke bit. Then he right. did a bit with his parents, but he wasn't really out there much. And I think that's yeah. the design of the Grammys. Like the Grammys yeah. are all about like the musical performances. That's why they mm-hmm. pretty much only show like six awards on television, pretty much, yeah, each year. So. There's not a lot to do. Yeah, it's and, not you know, a lot for to do. so long. Like we were just saying with LL, there's for so long. I mean. He has hosted, and obviously LL is no comedian, <laughs> so they really probably pared it down in you know these past years because yeah, I mean, what's just, LL gonna do? He's gonna stand there, <laughs> gonna stand intro- there. introduce the groups, and then lick his lips. Right. I mean, that's pretty much what he's gonna be doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, you know, this year it was nice to kind of get that little comedy bit out there and have something for the host to do. So yeah, I thought overall it was um, he was good. Yeah, it's good. Nice, nice to see somebody different. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, do you want to jump into performances and start talking yes. about those? Yeah. So, what what do you got over there? What do you uh, want to talk so about? So we've got um, these are the ones I I wrote down. I mean, I think I I covered the big ones. So we got Bruno Mars. We're just just start. Oh, yeah. you just want me to start? Yeah. Okay. Pick so uh, yeah. So no no order. Uh, well, I guess Adele obviously was the first performance. Um, she was great. Uh, sounded really good. Um, you know, didn't have any technical difficulties like on the first song. on the first song like <laughs> last like last year, mm-hmm. um, which she brought up <laughs> when she did the second performance when she did the tribute to George Michael um, and had some issues there. But yeah, I mean, her first uh, song was great. You know, everybody loves Hello. I mean, most not people. Well, many not, people. Many people. We, we don't want to. Yeah, we don't want to. You know broad stroke this and say everyone loves it. Many people love it. There's people I actually saw on Twitter today. Someone actually mm-hmm. said, to be honest, the go-go version of Hello is better. Like, people are not, like, fans of it. I they don't, don't like that. I don't understand. But anyway. <laughs> I I mean, I, I don't want to go off on tangents here. I just, I just don't understand those people. Like, for me, you know, I'm just going to say this. Like, I am somebody who really loves a good vocalist. So I really love people who can get up there and belt out songs. Anybody who can just do that and just sound amazing. Because I think that's just that's just such talent right there. I mean, that's just like mm-hmm. God-given talent, like to sing so beautifully. So, I mean, hey, whatever floats your boat. But I, I love Adele. I think her voice is amazing. And so I thought she did a good job. How yeah. about you? I mean, yeah, it was a, it was a good performance. You know, mm-hmm. like I like the song. I guess I think it's a monster of a song. It's really good, and mm-hmm. she did. You know, she did her Dell thing. She came out there. You know, dark backdrop. It's mm-hmm. just her. She's in her evening gown, and you know, mm-hmm. she just you know, 
you know, bellowing and, and doing her thing. So, I mean, yeah. it was a good performance. I mean, you got you got what you expected from Adele. Right. Um, moving on, um, I know I'm missing a lot of people in between this, but I'm just going to say... Uh, um, I'll, I'll just talk about Bruno Mars next, just because he's, like, the big one that I was looking forward to seeing, one of the people I was looking forward to seeing. Um, and so his first performance uh, that he did was good. I wish he had... You know, sung twenty four karat because I just like that song. Um, but he's, I mean, Bruno is just such a great singer. Like he is just, he whoa, is just whoa, amazing. Whoa, 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 what? Slow I don't think he's a great singer. You mean great artist, great musician? No, I mean singer. Hmm. I really think he's a really great singer. Wow, really? I'm, I'm surprised to hear that. You don't think he is? I'm not gonna say he isn't. Um. I just you think he's more I, of a I performer. Never, I, I never thought of him in that way as someone who was a great he's got singer. A great you know, voice. I mean, maybe I need to listen to him more closely and listen to those songs. See, I have his CD. You don't. You haven't listened to any of his. No, stuff, I mean, so. I, I I hear yeah. all the major stuff. You yeah, know, but I don't know. You gotta listen. I haven't beyond. heard any of the songs where you can really hear him. You know, go at it and show how good a vocalist he is. So yeah, that's why I'm not going to say he that. isn't a good singer. Oh, I just yeah. haven't heard it personally. Yeah, you got to listen beyond the the stuff that's on the radio or out there. But yeah, I mean, I think he's, I think he's a really great singer and obviously he's a really great performer. He puts on a really great performance. Mm, Um, I would definitely love to see him in concert. That would, that would be great. So um, yeah, I thought he did a really great job. Yeah. He sung that song. That, that's what I like. And Uh it was, you know, nice and slow and he's got the musicianship, you know, he's someone I would say is a, is a good performer and someone you would pay money to see. Like Mm -hmm. he's one of the, it it seemed it's funny because like thirty forty years ago it wasn't that rare to find real performers with showmanship right. and musicianship. Right. But now it's so rare. It's like he's mm-hmm. like a unicorn. You know, he's yeah. like an outlier. That like, oh yeah, he really puts on a good show. Like people yeah. were really surprised at the Super Bowl mm-hmm. appearance, and he was good. Like it was it was one of the much better Super Bowl. Uh, performances because he really yeah. showed that he appreciates the, the showmanship that's involved, and you know he's got some musical chops. So mm-hmm. it was. You know, he showed that when he performed his song. You know, he did, you know him and his crew. You know, they were you know ad libbing during the performance, talking to people. You right. know, and people seemed to be digging it. I mean, J Lo really seemed to be digging J-Lo it. J Lo was really yeah. into it. She was singing along. That was great. I I but yeah, I mean everybody was making jokes like you know I saw one did you see where somebody tweeted like J Lo is looking at Bruno like he's an egg and ham sandwich. Oh yeah yeah egg and, <laughs> that was like a, a, a bacon and egg sandwich. Or something. Oh okay yeah. it, whatever and that was hilarious. But you know what I love though I do enjoy when artists are you know singing along to other artists' music. I I love that seeing those moments. So I I appreciated her. Um, Appreciate her getting into the, you know, the yeah, because you there. can see them un unguarded and with their mm-hmm. with their guard down, and you can see them like as real people, like oh yeah, like so and so really digs the song like, too. They know yeah. the words, like, like they, they cool. do more than just listen to their own music, right? <laughs> right, know? exactly. Yeah, that's cool. So yeah, that was um that was a really good performance for me, and like I said, that was one of the ones that I was looking forward to seeing. So, um, let's see, what else do we have here? Uh, the weekend. Uh, performed with Daft Punk yeah. and um, did an intro of Starboy, but then he um, sung one of his uh, songs that's out now. Uh, I feel it coming. Um, I I just recently listened to the Weekend's latest CD, and um, you know I like the Weekend. I've been I've been 
you know, kind of thinking like I should give him a try because a lot of his songs that have come out, I've kind of ended up liking, like maybe not at first, but it's like, I keep hearing him, hearing them. Like, okay. You know what? I kind of like this. So, um, I enjoyed his performance. Um, yeah, I, I thought his performance was good. You know, I mean, it was pretty simple. You know, he came on stage, did his thing. You know, they kind of had this like space theme <laughs> going because I guess with the Starboy situation. But yeah, I mean, it was a pretty straightforward, you know, performance. Um, yeah, I mean, I I I thought it was cool. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm like whatever type of performance. It kind of yeah. like I'm not saying it's bad, but <laughs> I can't think of a way to finish that sentence. Yeah. <laughs> It no, was just no, it was it was like whatever. It was yeah, it was kind of like, know, you mean. know, it was like it was here and gone and like it just disappeared from my memory as quickly as it it came, you mm-hmm, know? I'm mm-hmm. just it was like whatever to me, you know? And it's just fine and funny that people like to throw out that Michael Jackson comparison all the time to the weekend and so far I haven't seen it. I'm like, "Really? Like Michael Jackson?" I don't know if they're comparing voices. People, yeah, I don't people know what they're comparing. Voices. They always say, their, oh, doesn't, doesn't Weekend sound just like the Michael Jackson? The falsetto situation? I don't... I don't know. <laughs> that's that's really a stretch for me. But yeah, I, uh, I, don't, I don't know where that comes from. I don't know where people get that from. But yeah, whatever. Uh, Flows people's boats. Um, let's see. So that was The Weeknd. Um, what did you think about the, the Bee Gees tribute? Uh, let me see. The well, BG's true. Yeah, with, um, was it Tori Kelly? Tori Kelly. And, um, Demi Lovato. Demi Lovato and Audra Day, right? Yeah, and, and Little, uh, Big, Little Town. Big Town. Um, that tribute, I just, it was very kind of meh. Like, and everybody sounds good. And, you know, with these tributes, I mean, we've talked about this before, I believe, in other, in our other, uh, podcast, Grammys podcast, whatever. Um, you know, they're just always this weird collection of people and they really don't ever have anything to do with the artists or, you know, they're not like artists who kind of you feel are at least influenced. I mean, obviously with the Bee Gees, like who, I don't know who they would have pulled out from back in the day to come on stage um, and, and do a tribute to them. But I would have much preferred somebody from their era to come out and sing rather than, yeah really like young new people who i'm just kind of like are you even influenced by the bg do you even like the like it's like when the grammy committee is like deciding who the performers are i feel like this like they do focus groups to figure out like which which artist has the highest q score like who has the the largest social media media followers Mm. because it's just the the, Mm. the, to me the collaborations (laughs) are always weird and yeah and i might be in a minority in in this but i i don't i think most of them don't work some people like to see the disparate genres and types of artists come together in a Mm -hmm. mishmash mashup of of performance but Mm -hmm. i'm not i'm not really a fan of that i don't like it when just like just random people throwing together like i mean andre day and tori kelly demi lovato a little big town like none of those artists themselves are anything alike no and then none of them are like the Bee Gees. no so to me it's kind of <laughs> like why why bother? them yeah why, why them well, yeah i mean it's i mean the actual performance was i mean it was okay i mean it came out you know it had like you know people had like you know 70s uh mm-hmm. outfits on, on and right, singing sure. the bg songs but it's like i don't know it's mm-hmm. kind of like a lot of people were commenting, like, you know, they just rather have the Bee Gees perform it. Well, right. Yeah, know? of course. I mean, yeah. that's not possible. Well, obviously. But, but yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I just always think these tributes are, 
these days, I mean, I remember tributes from Grammys past that were just great because you just had such great singers back in the day, like in the eight, you know, in the eighties and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like this, the and the, and that's not like the slight any of them. Like you know, they all sing fine. It's just, it. I don't know. I don't know. It just is always <laughs> this weird know. collection of people, and you know, I would just like it if they would get people that kind of like. You know, if you're going to honor um, anybody at the Grammys, don't you think that maybe the honoree would want to see somebody from their era or somebody, you know, who who maybe they were influenced by or if that's possible or, you know, just people who they were in circles with or who they maybe performed with on tours or something like that or yeah, I mean I, I can I, go on and yeah, on I but feel you like know there what I'm should, saying yes, like, there should be some sort of connection don't, don't should, pick like the hottest yeah. the hottest new social media star that just came out last year with an album it's you like, know what I'm saying it's like going to a birthday party and just having random people show up you know like you, <laughs> and saying happy you, birthday yeah. yeah because I mean a birthday party or anniversary is something where you're getting honored and don't you want people there who know you like so I would think the same thing with these tributes wouldn't you want as an honoree like you know i the bg's before my time even though i've obviously i love the bg i love the music that i've heard but I, I can't even tell you who is in that era right now but you know what i'm saying i would yeah, just think that would be cool folks. yeah disco people Throw some like gloria Gaynor out there yeah you know? you know like yeah that would just make more sense to me with tributes so this one was kind of like meh to me it was like whatever i mean i enjoy hearing the songs but it's just yeah you know whatever mm-hmm. but um who do you want to talk about next? Well, what about um well another performance? Let's talk about like uh, the tribe performance. Tribe okay. Quest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh Sans uh Five Dog, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh with Buster Rhymes Consequence and Anderson Pack. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, so they did like uh like a snippet of a war tour. Yeah. You know, they came out to that, which like got everyone hype. Everyone on Twitter was uh, was hype so with awards. You're like, yeah, everyone was very excited. Doo, doo, doo. And then um, they did songs on a new uh, album, moving backwards, and then We the People, and mm-hmm. then like, you know, once We the People started, you know, it's like Buster came with the energy. They came knocking down walls, and Buster started calling Trump President Agent Orange. <laughs> he was like, "Your unsuccessful Muslim ban. It didn't work, son." And it was awesome. Yeah, it was like, yo, they came right. out. They 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 had something to say. They were political. Yeah, it was great. They gave us some of the new. Gave us some of the old. Mm-hmm. Uh, one quibble I had, like when the when it first started, like. The performance first started, like, Jarobi's mic seemed low, and it seemed like mm. the other mics, too, of the folks seemed a little low, so, like, yeah. I couldn't really hear them, which is, was yeah. a little disappointing, but having low mics is better than having no mics, as as, as, as James Hetfield <laughs> discovered when Metallica performed with Gaga. Yep. But it, it was good. I mean, it was, it was nice to see, like, Tribe on the Grammy stage. You yeah, know, like, one of the seminal cool. best hip-hop groups uh, in history was on the, the biggest stage uh, of music. So that was awesome. Did they announce that before? Was that a the surprise? Tri- no, they, they announced oh, it. I don't remember hearing anything that they were going to perform. The way the Grammy does stuff, they kind of like announce stuff piecemeal. And I don't yeah. know if you noticed throughout the night when they when they say what's coming up, mm-hmm. they, they, they say something's coming up, but they give a little bit more detail of it. Mm-hmm. So they first said, oh, and a special tribute to Prince. Right. Then they said, a special tribute to Prince with Bruno Mars. Right, then, right, right. Then later on, they had another promo that said, a special tribute to Prince with Bruno Mars and the time. Right. You know, and they did the same thing. They said, special tribute to George Michael. And then later on, they said, a special tribute to George Michael 
by Adele. Right. So, so <laughs> yeah, that's how they I, do I during it. the show, and that's how they do like when when information leaks out via commercials and marketing leading up to it, where they kind of just like give you information piecemeal, and then like you know when the night of shows up, that's when you finally realize like, oh, this person's actually going to be performing. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought it was a, a good, definitely a very, um, good performance, definitely had a lot of energy, which, um, let's see, when they performed, who had performed, so, um, okay, yeah, so Bruno had performed already, I was just thinking, because I, uh, was that the first kind of, like, yeah, and then Metallica had performed, so yeah, I mean, so definitely, um, I think around that time, some more energy was needed. <laughs> yeah, because like there was no real energy performances until then. Actually, to be honest, yeah, everyone who performed up to then was like country or. Well, no, Bruno, but it was slower. Yeah, Bruno and was slower. Yeah, Metallica. So yeah. that was obviously like. Yeah, I mean, Metallica but... was like the first up upbeat one, you know. Right, 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 right. And right. I mean, do you want to talk about that one? Like, yeah, we can go. You're a Lady Gaga that. fan, and you were excited to see. I her. was a. I, I was excited to see it. I am a Gaga fan. I mean, I um. I didn't know what to expect with that. <laughs> I really didn't know what they were gonna do. It was very, it was very rockish. And you know what? Um, I guess I should have anticipated that because it does Metallica. But yeah, I mean, I, I didn't really know what to expect out of it. I don't know if I really enjoyed it all that much because it was, because even with uh, yeah. So the mic was out for what's his name? James, James Hetfield. James Hetfield. His mic was out in the beginning, and her mic was kind of low to me, so I felt like I really couldn't hear her either. But yeah, I mean, it was, I guess, what you would expect from a Metallica performance. Yeah, a lot just of, like, loud. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's loud from Metallica. And explosions and fire and, you know, yeah. And it's so. funny that it, it seems like Metallica performs every year at the Grammys, to be honest. Probably. And it's funny because, like, Metallica <laughs> performs all the time, but yet they never, I, I guess they were in a category this year. They were, like, in some rock category, but it seems yeah. like. You know, they always perform, but it's like they never really show them, like, yeah. cat- you know, categories they're in. They never right. show them on television. They cut, I mean, they cut so much out now. Yeah, they I mean, like I said, they, only, they pretty much only show, like, five or six awards yeah, I mean, for a three-and-a-half-hour so telecast. Much. Right, they've cut it down so much. So, yeah, that's that's unfortunate. Yeah, that, yeah, I think they do kind of get them to perform most years. And, yeah, they didn't show anything, you know, that they were nominated in. But yeah, that performance was yeah I yeah I just felt like I couldn't really hear it and it was a lot going on. <laughs> That's all I can say it was just yeah it, it wasn't what yeah. I expected. I didn't know what to expect, but it wasn't what I expected. Um, what do you want to move on well, to? Uh, well, Adele came back out again. Back to Adele, yes, for she, the George Michael, the George Michael tribute, and then you know something was up. You you knew something was up, like dead giveaway, dead giveaway. What when was the dead giveaway when James was, I think James Corden may have introduced her, or someone. Yeah, I think it was James Corden introduced her, saying, "Here's Adele, you know, with a a Special different arrangement yeah. of the George Michael song Fast Love.'" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Like, <laughs> it was just weird that like, why would they have to announce it as a different arrangement?" And then as they as she's performing, I'm like, "Oh," and you know, it's a slow version of Fast Love. I still and, haven't listened to the original. Yeah, and Fast Love was, I wouldn't even call it a minor hit for George Michael. I mean, Fast Love mm-hmm. was like, you know, it was after, you know, the Listen Without Prejudice stuff. It came out like 96, I think. So it was after, mm-hmm. you know, 
after he had those hit albums. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, you know, okay, there's this other fast song that he made that really didn't get much traction, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not one of my favorite songs. I don't okay. think much of it. Right. And then they slowed it down, and Adele did this arrangement really slow. And then, and also, like, 30 seconds into the performance, she stopped. Right. And, like, I'm like, wait a minute. She's like, stop. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I can't do this. And, like, the music stops, and everyone stops, and she cusses. She's like, I got to start over again because, like, I just love George Michael, and I, I got to do it. I got to make mm-hmm. sure it's right. Right. And then they start the song again, and then she continues, and she finishes the song. Mm -hmm. And when she said stop the first time, or the time she said stop, I was thinking, oh, wait, is she going to flip it now? (laughs) Like, is she going to be like, because you expect Adele to come out and do the, like, slow, Mm -hmm. and and then I thought, like, oh, because Fast Love is a fast song, Uh maybe she's going to flip it now, and then they're going to change the beat, and they're going to go upbeat, and Adele's going to get out there, and she's going to start rocking, (laughs) and she didn't <laughs> and i was disappointed i'm like oh so she's actually gonna sing this all slow and sad mm-hmm. and i was thinking like you could have picked a, lo- a bunch of better songs mm-hmm. than fast love i mean yeah i understand the i understand the point of them trying to like not pick the obvious songs yeah but if you're not gonna pick the obvious song then at least give it to the original arrangement don't pick the non-obvious song and then change the arrangement mm-hmm. as well to a slower arrangement that's kind of like ugh. Yeah. Um, now you and I were split on this. Like I thought she did a good job, even though I couldn't remember what "Fast Love" sounded like. But I feel like I've, I'm sure I've heard because when she was the words, I'm like, I feel like I have heard this song. I just can't put the beat in my head. And I meant to listen to it before this, before we did this podcast, and I forgot. But anyway, I thought about it more, and I was just like, you know what? You make a good point about um, singing something else, like singing something that is already slow. And he had so many other great songs she could have done that were slow if she wanted to sing something slow because that's her that's right. her jam. She you know she sings ballads and whatnot. So I I totally you know cool. You want to stay in your wheelhouse? Cool. He had other songs he, she could have totally killed. And yeah, so I kind of changed my mind about it. I, yeah, I wish she had done something different. Yeah, I I don't know why choose to make this song slow when he's got plenty of great like. Things that people know. Yeah, that she, you could have done Kellis Whisper. Awesome. You could have yes. done a father figure. You could have yes. done one more try. You yes. could have done kissing a fool. You could have oh done. Oh my gosh, she would have killed so many of those songs. Yeah, there's so yeah. many other quote unquote slow songs she could have done. Like you know, Jesus to a child. That would have been a good song to uh-huh. do. You know, and it yeah. was just weird that she picked a song that's fast and then made it slow and then just it did nothing for me like it, it left, was very sad and, and somber it was sad. And, and, that's, and that's the thing like why are you making these these doing these somber tributes to people like yeah. you know I mean, celebrate their life do a celebration of their life not like you're not at the actual funeral mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? you're not there at the funeral mm-hmm. and you're doing like these slow songs that happen at funerals like you're doing a it's a celebration of their life it's a tribute so do something fast yeah i don't yeah i mean it's like I can still say I will still say like I don't mind the change of arrangement, but but in this case, like he just had so many other great slower songs, like so why even why even bother? But I will say she she did a good job. I mean, you know, me and a friend were talking on Twitter. I mean, she could sing the phone book and I would be happy. So it wasn't like she sung poorly or anything like that. But yeah, I'm just like, why did you choose a a song to change into something slow when he's got slow stuff like already to yeah sing that are amazing i would love to hear any of those songs that you just mentioned so 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know unless there's something we don't know, some personal connection about that song. I don't know. It's but kind also, of, kind it's of weird. another thing. It's like, a weird choice. Why, like going back to what you're saying about tributes, like why Adele? Like because they're both British. Probably. I mean, you know why? Why <laughs> I just Adele? Feel like that's like, a there's, some, there's nothing about Adele or her music that connects her to George, to George Michael. Michael. She's not that obviously. sort of like she's a fan. Okay, there's like a, there's a million, million there's millions of fans out there of George yeah. Michael, and I'm sure there's there's thousands of musicians that are fans of George Michael mm-hmm. whose whose music and their own music sensibilities uh, tend towards what he created as a musician. Mm-hmm. So you know, you could have picked other folks. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, it was just, it was just weird that yeah. they picked her, you know. Yeah, I mean, again, I don't, I don't, I don't mind the choice. I don't know why, you know. It'd be interesting to know why. I mean, you know, did they go to her? Did she express an interest? I don't know. Who knows? But yeah, I mean, you know, I'm all with these tributes. Another thing too is like, I'm just, you know, I'm always happy if they pick somebody. You know, even if there's a weird kind of connection, like why these people? I'm, I'm always happy. All I can hope for, I should say, is that they pick somebody that can really sing. sing. <laughs> yeah. Because that's just what I just, I mean, that's the whole point of the Grammys is singing. So, you know, I just, you know, I always look for that because obviously I think with only the Grammys and maybe I'm wrong, but I mean, this is the one award show, I believe, where you, you can't like sing to a track or something. You got to get out there and sing. So obviously not a lot of people can just <laughs> belt it. Um, out there. So, yeah, I mean, I'm always happy somebody can sing, so I wasn't too upset with the choice because we all know. I know. You know. <laughs> can sing. So, anyway, but that was that. Um, yeah, and I mean, the other tribute was to Prince. Yes. So, something I had a particular interest in. Yes, so what did be, you think? Being the Prince stan that I am. <laughs> I thought it was good. Either they came mm-hmm. out with the time first, the original right. time. Right. So, you had Morris, you had Jerome, you had mm-hmm. Monty Marr, you had Jelly Bean, you had Jimmy Jam, Jesse Johnson, and I think Terry Lewis on the on bass. Mm-hmm. I didn't see Terry Lewis on stage. It was hard to tell because the camera really did not focus. The camera work. Lots of people It was bad camera, the camera work. They just showed Morris and Jerome and then they would switch to the audience and so I couldn't weird. really get the the whole vibe of of the band. I'm assuming Terry is there was there. I mean, mm-hmm. everyone else was there, and it was good that the original time performed because uh, they don't perform together often. Like mm-hmm. whenever you see, you know, concert listings for Morris Day in the time, it's not the real time. It's Morris Day. It's Be- is Jelly Bean. It's Monty Marr. And that's it. And the other guys are just some other random dude. So mm-hmm. the real time performed on a Grammy. So mm-hmm. it's always nice to see the them. Original. So as part of their tribute to Prince, they did the Prince written songs because I mean, pretty much Prince wrote every time song, and <laughs> and for all intents and purposes, Prince was the time. <laughs> I mean, he would basically make those songs in a studio, mm-hmm. and then the time would perform it on stage. Yeah. But that was his song. So mm-hmm. you know, it was uh, they did the Bird and, and Jungle Love. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, obviously, to move two songs from Purple Rain, as people really know, mm-hmm. and it was good. You know, it's nice to see them out there. It was also cool when they like. Uh, switch to the audience and you saw like Stephen Hill was in the audience with AJ Calloway yeah. and somebody else and they started doing the choreography yeah. you know awesome. well not AJ didn't kind of quite do it like the other two yeah, guys other are two doing it AJ kind of yeah. looked at them and then he started to do it a little bit right, but right. he he couldn't keep up because you know he, he just he's not old enough I guess to have that that yeah, old that man was... time that old man time like choreography down so it was cool to see that and then um yeah, that was funny, like, looking in the audience, because 
But like there are a lot of blank stares. <laughs> yeah, and it's not like like come on, people. Like these were huge songs from a huge movie. Right. Only thirty two years ago. Like y'all know Purple Rain. Y'all know the bird, you know. Yeah. America, have you heard? <laughs> you know. I mean, yeah, the audiences are getting younger and younger, that's all I can say. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's it's kinda sad in a sense. I mean, it wasn't like this is some obscure stuff, but yeah. I mean right. there were still people who were feeling it though. I mean, yeah, I mean Jay Z was kind of out there around. singing. Jay Z was getting his oh, little I miss, I miss that yeah jay-z at one point was kind of like singing along i was like okay mm-hmm. i'll see you jigga yeah so yeah that was good and then what did you think about bruno once bruno came out uh bruno was good like i mean I, it's nice because he, like, he's a good performer you know mm-hmm. i said before i like it when like actual people perform like i'm glad like the rumors of like the weekend participating didn't happen <laughs> you know it's like because there's different rumors floating around yeah. who's going to be part of the prince tribute and i heard the week the weekend and i heard Rihanna at one point, and I'm like, ugh. And then, <laughs> and like, I'm like, no. I, and I'm just happy and relieved that it was Bruno Mars, and he did, um, what do you do with Bruno? Bruno Mars did, um, he did Let's Go Crazy, which right. was, you know, it was, it was good, but I mean, it's, of course, Purple Rain track, and like, mm-hmm. you know, people, have, it's, it's amazing because. Prince is just more than Purple Rain. It seems like that's all people know. It's like Purple Rain, Purple Rain. It's like yeah. this dude made music for forty years, and yeah. yes, Purple Rain was his biggest seller and made him like a international superstar. But he was a star before that with nineteen ninety nine. Right. But I mean, he did so many good songs that you could have picked anything. But he wanted to do yeah. Let's Go Crazy, so he did it, and he did a decent enough job, a bang up job. He came mm-hmm. out dressed, you know, as Prince, mm-hmm. but not quite. The same, but he he gave it his best. He had a ruffled shirt. Yeah, everybody on stage had a little something a little going outfit. On, which yeah, nice. ruffled yeah. shirt. He had a, a purple purple it. jacket on and blazer, right. and he came out with a white cloud guitar, the, the Prince's signature guitar. Now, I'm not sure it was the if the actual cloud guitar or a replica. I think it was a replica. I didn't think it was like Prince's actual cloud guitar. It looked like a replica, and he did a good job. I mean, he was playing mm-hmm. the, the the Let's Go Crazy solos and the ones at the end, and the one at the end that. Mm-hmm. You know, takes the song out. He did a good job on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it felt like he was thinking about it while he was doing it. Like he's, yeah. he's sitting up there and he's playing and it's like you're looking at his face and it's like he's thinking like he's putting in this effort to play this guitar solo yeah. where if it was Prince, it would be effortless. Oh, like yeah, Prince would go out there and he just had that funk face going. He'd be shaking yeah. his head, eyes closed, and he would just do it effortlessly and flawlessly while Bruno Mars you can tell he was working to get to it yeah and it was good it was good he did a good job yeah I mean he was like I said too yeah he was kind of thinking like don't mess up don't mess up but he did a good you know he because that's not what he does he doesn't get out on stage and play guitar like that like Like, ever so I, I I have to say I was really impressed by it because I didn't know that brother could play the guitar like that so I was like okay you mm-hmm. so i thought he did you know obviously i'm not the huge prince fan that you are but um so i'm not as critical obviously but like i i just thought he just did a really great job um and so yeah that was that was it was surprising to me I, he did way better than i expected and not that i had like super low expectations for him because he's he's cool but yeah, yeah like, was i was good. just like wow okay it was a decent like tribute i mean it was mm-hmm. it wasn't nearly as good as the the bet, the BET yeah. performance right. which you know we also did a podcast on last year, in which the BET performance was, you know, tribute was really good. Yeah, I mean, that very one was thoughtful. Thoughtful and, had yeah. different people doing different Sheila songs, different e eras. And, Sheila E and Janelle Monae. Right. Um. So it, it wasn't as good as that, but 
I mean, it was it was good. I mean, it's yeah, definitely we, better than the Madonna oh, tribute was which dreadful. We, well, when she never, did Purple Rain last year, that was dreadful. Yeah. Horrible. That was terrible. Well, I didn't even see it. I, it was like... Everybody just hated it, though. Shut the bark. <laughs> it was terrible. It was terrible. Like, it was horrible. So, it was better than that. So. Yeah. So, that was good. And the sad part is, like, that's it. No more. There's going to be no more no Prince more, tributes. No more Prince. Yeah. I mean, because that was... You know, because he died after the Grammys had happened last year, so it's kind of mm-hmm. like you know, you knew the da- Grammys was going to do something this year. Yeah. And you know, throughout 2016, the different award shows had the little pr- tributes, and then now this is it. it. This is the last yeah. tribute. Well, I think it was a good one to go out on. To go out on, yep. yeah. So, all right. And yeah, so, no. should we talk about? We're not going to talk about that. Talk about uh, oh yeah, so, <laughs> yeah I almost forgot. You missed the queen. Yeah, I forgot how about dare the queen. you not talk about the queen? <laughs> yes, the queen. See how you feel about the, it. The, the queen of dragons, Beyonce, of... came out and performed well, my dragons. Two songs from her mm-hmm. Lemonade album. Yeah. What let's, did you think? Let's let's talk about the good. You know, you want to set the scene. Set the scene. Well, I don't. I can't remember how it was set, but it was um. You know, she brought out her her video uh, display that you know she seems to do in concerts, from what I could see on various footage that I see on Instagram uh, from people um, videoing at her concerts. So yeah, the whole video screens. I like the video screens. I mean, it it provides um, it provides something different that you know. I don't know. Just like we were saying earlier, a lot of people don't get into showmanship or the whole performance. People just kind of get out there and sing. Right. So I, I appreciate the production that goes into her performances because she's one of the yeah, very she few. She puts that a lot of work into it, stuff more than anyone else. Right. But also, on the other hand, it's, it's also easier when you have the money too. Oh yeah. I mean, well, she has the money and the resources, right. and yeah, and every, everyone in the world, got that. <laughs> everyone in the world is willing to work with her. Every. You yeah. know, every, you know, designer, production designer, lighting company, video company, everyone will want to work with her. Oh, yeah. So when you have that that clout and the resources available, like, well, you can do it. You know, mm-hmm. not everyone can do it. Most people say, hey, man, I don't have the money to put this kind of production together. So, yeah. And credit to her. I mean, she worked up to that. You know, it's not like right. anyone gave it to her or anything. She worked hard to be able to get put in that right. position. But let's not get it twisted. I mean, it also makes it a little bit easier when you do have like the best in the world who do these kinds of things willing to work for, work with you on it. Because you've got the money. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, the video, um, you know, screen situation was back in effect. She's been doing that for a while. Um, I feel like she did that last Grammys too or Grammys before that. Or uh-huh. whenever the last time she yeah. performed in the Grammys, she's been doing that. And um, various other award shows that she's performed. So that was that and, you know, came out with her usual 5011 girls dancing. Um, yeah, the the whole production of it was stunning, I have to say. I was really like, this is pretty. Like, I like to look at it. Like, it was really pretty. And it was um, taken, some stuff taken from her lemonade. Uh, is it a movie? Do we call it a movie or visual album? Visual album? Yes. What was whatever you want to call it, it was that was shown on HBO. It was a visual um, album. So those visuals were taken um, from that, and uh, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was really good. And and if you haven't listened to any of our podcasts before, um, I will clue you in. I am not the biggest Beyonce fan 
ever <laughs> at all. So, you know, for me to say this is probably something I'm sure people who know, like, what? You liked it? But I did. I did enjoy um, the visuals of it. But what? I hate to say, I, I was a little bored. Oh, yeah, it was boring. I was a little bored. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go bored. out there and say it was boring. But it was very pretty. But it was very a pretty, boring. And you can I appreciate all the work they put into it. Yeah, but, for I sure. Mean, let's be honest. Like the, I don't know how I, I don't know how long the actual performance was. It was probably maybe... It felt really long. Seven <laughs> minutes, eight minutes long. Yeah, but, sure. But the first three minutes, there was no singing nothing she just comes out and she's standing there and then like all the effects are going on with the mm-hmm. you know the dancers and arms are moving and she's just yeah. standing and then she says a couple of things in a monologue mm-hmm. and i'm like you know what you're doing too talking. much now like why aren't you singing <laughs> i just it's a lot of talking and, and i'm the type of person that i do like showmanship and theatricals and i love like visuals and and, and musicians and artists who who put that as part of their shows but on the other hand i'm the type of person where also, to me, the music is first and foremost. Mm-hmm, and I don't mm-hmm. think the music should ever be obscured by all the uh, accoutrement that goes with it. Yeah. You know, all the other bells and whistles. And yeah. like, and I feel like that performance was one of those, like all the other stuff overshadowed the actual music. Like, sure. I want to hear the music, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like one of my criticisms of Lady Gaga a few years ago was mm-hmm. like, with her, like she's obviously very talented. She can mm-hmm. write good songs. She can play yeah. piano. She's very good, and she. But I feel like her talent is obscured by all the mm-hmm. the, the the dresses and the outfits and the hats and yeah. the meat dresses and all this like crazy stuff that goes on. And it's like you know what you. Are, it seems like you're putting too much of emphasis on the extra instead of the music. The music should yeah. come first, and then all the other stuff comes second. And I yeah. feel like. Beyonce's performance was kind of like that um, in a way where, like, I was really more interested in, in hearing the music and watching her sing. But, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm in a minority. Some other people love, like, all the extra oh, yeah, stuff. But sure. I just think for my personal preference, I prefer the music come first and foremost. And then, you know, then you start put together the the visual package that goes with with the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I mean, yeah, I agree with that. Like, I was, yeah, waiting. It's like waiting, waiting. <laughs> like, when is she gonna start singing? Um, and oh my god, I just lost my train of thought. What was I gonna say? Oh, I was gonna say, I was wondering what the audience felt like there watching it because at home, I, I after it was done, I was kind of like. This kind of seemed tailored for the home viewer for TV purposes because there were those shots where we're just, you know, she's right at the camera and she's just looking at the camera. And I was like, what is everybody in the audience seeing? Like, are they, uh, is it on a video? Are they seeing her on the video doing that? Well, they're all put into a trance. Yeah, they yeah. were mesmerized by the aura that is the Queen Bee <laughs> I and was like, Queen Bay. What are they seeing? Like, you know, is her back to them right now? I'm sure and like, most of them were watching the actual screen. Screen? Because there was a lot of, obviously, the videos. Right. It's stuff. like when you go to a concert and it's like, uh, you might be able to see the stage and see the person on the stage. But if there is like a, a video component involved... You you tend you to look at this actual screen screens. and see yeah. what's going on with that. So okay. they they were probably all looking at the screen. Yeah. So they were so okay. if they were looking at the screen, then they were seeing the same thing same. we were seeing. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but that was a little thought I had. But yeah, I I just I was a little bored. I mean, you know, she did her thing that she usually does, which is you know she came out with like huge production. Um, you know, a ton of chicks on stage. You know, beautifully choreographed and everything and very 
goddess-like and you know people were saying that you know the video you know the golds uh a costume outfit that she had on was significant um and and I was like, okay, that's cool. Um, you know, I mean, I just don't, I just don't get that deep into not only anything that she does, but anybody, anybody else does <laughs> like that. I mean, yeah, there's symbolism and stuff. That's cool. I, I don't, yeah, I'm somebody who just doesn't care about that kind of stuff. I want to hear you sing. I, right. you know, again, like I've said earlier, I'm, I'm a really into vocalist. Like I really like singing. Performing is good, but yeah, I, I really want to hear you sing because it's like the way I feel like you buy somebody's album they're not performing they're singing like you're you're buying it to listen to them sing so that's like the most important thing to me right um but yeah it, it was visually stunning but a little bit on the boring side which is you know that's new for uh one of her performances she usually has a pretty well you, you know, know out there for obvious reasons she had to be a little Obvi- bit more subdued for obvious reasons right um yeah, I know. I was kind of thinking like maybe she would flip it and do something kind of upbeat. And obviously she wouldn't be doing everything what everybody else is doing. But I, I was surprised. I was mm-hmm. surprised that she did something that subdued. I thought she would do a little... A little bit more upbeat. A little yeah. bit more upbeat. You know, I didn't expect her to be like sliding around on the floor and stuff. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But anyway. So, we've covered the big performances, correct? In the tribute. Yes. And um, so let's move on to other things. The big thing. If you want to jump to the biggest thing. Yeah, the big thing was the the album of the year. Album of the year. Award and nominated for album of the year, which is is pretty much the number one award for the Grammys each year. Beyonce, Mm -hmm. Adele, Drizzy Drake, Mm -hmm. Justin Bieber, uh, and Sturgill Simpson. Simpson. Right. One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> <laughs> Sturgill Simpson, for whatever reason, was nominated for Best Album. Um, Dang, why are you going to hate on him? I'm going to hate on him. I, I, I don't know the reason why. I'm just, I'm admitting. Why were any of them nominated? You can say that for anybody. Why? Well, you can say that for Drake. Bieber. I can I say that for I heard the Bieber album was really good. So supposedly, 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 yeah, I've heard that too. But not, but but neither you know. There, I don't, I don't want to talk about the merits of each individual award. But we just mm -hmm. talk about the big controversy of Adele beating out Beyonce Mm -hmm. for best uh, for album of the year. Album of the year, and notably and predictably, the the Bayhive went ballistic. Of course, yeah. I mean. Yeah, so you know, this whole war I had to I had to like go back and do research and stuff for this and I actually went back into the Grammy history and looked at the album of the year and stuff like that. And this is always just a really, you know, I think a con- uh, is the word I want contentious type of yeah, word sure. like contentious. Yeah, or controversial or whatever, you know, competitive. I mean, you know, with this particular year, um I just now listened to Adele, <clears throat> I've listened to Beyonce. I have also listened to Drake. I forgot I listened to Views, um, and I still don't know why Views was <laughs> in this category. Sorry, Drake, but yeah, um, the other two I have not listened to. But you know, I figured you know with this group, it, it obviously came down to Adele and and Beyonce. And I mean, 
it was an article that my friend had sent on to me. I don't know if you looked at that, um, but a friend of mine tweeted an article to me about like basically why did Adele win this? And it came down to what you had already said before. It was like the votes being split, you know, in a, and in a sense these days, you've got a lot of artists now who are in multiple genres, really, you know, um, whether they want to be in it or not, you know, you've got a lot of people who are now kind of cross, I don't know what you want to say, like they're just in uh, multiple categories. So you've got people who could go for either pop or R&B or hip hop and I don't know, whatever, pop. Um, so, you know, basically what it came down to, the votes were going to be split. But, you know, given the voting members, um, you know, a lot of people always talk about this. Uh, they talk about this with the Oscars as well. But, you know, you've got a, a large group of older, mainly white voters, mm -hmm. you know, when it comes down to it. And, you know, unfortunately, <laughs> you know, they're going to skew towards a particular type well they they tend to also you know, go genre. to if you look at the history of album of the year winners they also tend to go to the traditional uh quote unquote like i don't want to say non-threatening but for lack of mm. a better term i can think of i'll say non-threatening right now they go for the safe winners most of the times for album of the year regardless mm. of you know what race or whatever they are so they go mm. with they go with safe so mm. and anything that's too I guess too progressive, too forward looking, too you know, just 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 too innovative, they're not gonna go for. Mm. You know, and, mm -hmm. and that and you think and you look back at the, the Usually. Pre yeah, usually. I mean yeah. I mean sometimes there's there's outliers and they do reward like, you know, certain certain artists and certain things, but I mean I think mostly it, it, they go to something that's more traditional. Yeah. Like uh like the year that um, you know, Kirby Hancock won album of the year. Sure, yeah. For an album that was like yeah, that was two thousand and eight. Joni Mitchell here. covers and what was yeah. what was nominated in two thousand eight. So two thousand eight, um, the nominees were uh, Kirby Hancock who won, uh, Foo Fighters, Vince Gill, Kanye, and Amy Winehouse. So why didn't Kanye win? That was for my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, right? Nope, that was for graduation. That oh, was for graduation. Yeah. Um, that was highly regarded. Why didn't Amy Winehouse? And why win? didn't Amy Winehouse? <laughs> win, you know, those are why two, you playing? two two albums that were worthy of album of the year. Yeah. And in but they went with like Herbie Hancock, who really interesting. Really, and it wasn't even like, like a, a, a like a new innovative Herbie Hancock. Mm. album i mean it was like i think it was Joni mitchell covers you know it was kind of yeah, like Joni mitchell and then they but they featured a lot of other people there was Nora jones featured on it, tina turner so it was like Ray, basically Leonard it's Cohen. like his supernatural like like carlos santana supernatural when yeah. carlos santana in 99 had supernatural and had like a billion billion folks on it or not 99 but whatever year that was oh uh i had that on here somewhere 2000 it was 2000 super uh santana won for supernatural yeah okay yeah yeah, so but they tend to go over traditional. I mean, I mean, if you look at like, I think there's there's something to be said also to, you know, not just older like people voting for like genres they like or being voting for traditional artists, but there's something to it where you know black artists get snubbed, 
mm-hmm. in the album of the year category. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you look at all the, you know, if you go back through history and look at all the album of the year winners, the, quite frankly, there's not many black winners when you think about it. Yeah. There's no black multiple winner other than Stevie Wonder. He did in the 70s because right. Stevie Wonder he was like a, times. He was a beast in the 70s. Mm-hmm. But when you think about people like, you know, for example, Prince doesn't have album of the year. I'm going to bring it back right. to Prince because I'm a Prince stan. And this is an example <laughs> I use. Prince made Dirty Mind, 1999, Purple Rain, and Sign of the Times mm-hmm. as part of like the 45 plus albums he's done over his career. Right. Those are four of the greatest albums in the history of popular music, period. Mm-hmm. And those happen to be considered by many his, his four best albums. Right. And neither one of those, none of those won album of the year. Right. And you think of, wow, Purple Rain didn't win album of the year, 19, you know, and seemingly everybody loves it because that's all they seem to know. <laughs> right. But that didn't win album of the year, right. you know? I mean, Sign of the Times lost. Right. Uh, yeah, Purple Rain was nominated in 85, but lost to Lionel Richie. Right. Lionel Richie won. You know I mean? Come on. Can you believe that? He beat out Tina Turner that year. Wow. Right. And then, you know, and I think about in, in 1988 when yeah. um, for albums that came out in 97, I mean, there was Michael Jackson, Bad, Whitney Houston. No, wait, what did you just say? 19, Albums that came in. Came out in 87. 87 you said 97. <laughs> in 87. 87 yeah. Well, the award was given in 88. And right. Michael Jackson, Bad, Whitney Houston, self titled album. Yeah. Prince for Sign of the Times. U2 yeah. for Joshua Tree. And it was, uh, uh, Linda. Linda Ross and Dolly Parton and Amy Lou Harris. Right. They did a trio. And they did a trio. Yeah, album. I looked up. This was one I looked up because I hadn't. I, 88, good lord, we're all over seven, eight, whatever. But yeah, um, I don't know. Ten? Ten. <laughs> sure. I, I don't count, people. Whatever. I um, mean, she told y'all, like, last podcast, she wasn't into math. I'm not into math. I don't do numbers. Sorry. But whatever. Um, yeah, so I looked this up and looked up um, the, these albums, and it is... Wow. So you two, this album that won for you two, Joshua Tree, the, the two biggest songs that I can remember um, mm-hmm. or had known were uh, With or Without You and then uh, Still, what is the name of the song? Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For. Mm-hmm. So those were the two biggest yeah. ones on that album. I mean, there may have been more, but I, I didn't yeah. recognize it. No, Joshua Tree but was a good album. you look at like Bad, whoa. And then you look at Whitney, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. And then Sign of the Times. Whoa. Like, how did they? I mean, Don't... Bad Alone had multiple hits. Yeah. I mean, Bad Alone had Smooth Criminal. Yeah. I mean, once that came out with the video and everything, I I don't. Yeah, yeah like, I, don't, I don't get that. I, that's to say, like that was just a beast of a year, and yeah. and I'm not and I'm not saying that U two wasn't deserving, right? Because Joshua Tree was a good album, and I liked U2 back in the day. Like, uh-huh. I'm not even going to front. Like, I was rocking with the U2 back in 87. Yeah. Um, it's just that, you know, it's just to say that, like, that was a very tough year. And, yeah. like, when you think of the competition, and you think, mm-hmm. like, those albums, with the exception of the Trio album, which I can't speak to, yeah. I don't know, but mm-hmm. those other four albums are all genuine classics. Mm-hmm. And you think about, like, the recent years of... of the album of the year category, you look at who's been nominated, it's like, yeah. can you say that four out of the five have been classics? You know, you, I don't think you can say that, you know? Do I write this down? I mean, it was... I had started writing it down. I think it's a good illustration of just like, even the best of the best artists in the history of music having one album of the year. So like, be, in that sense, Beyonce is in good company <laughs> so far that she, she hasn't mm-hmm. won album of the year, but it's like, hey, Prince never won album of the year, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Um, there's other people, I don't know, 
Okay, I think Michael Jackson won for Thriller. Like he had a one for Thriller, <laughs> but um, I didn't look that up, but I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Michael Jackson won for Thriller, but then you know you think about all these other. When did Thriller come out? Well, check eighty three. It came out in eighty two, okay. so it's the eighty three Grammys. So um, I'm sure Michael Jackson won now. He won in eighty four. Eighty four. Yeah. Okay, so he won for eighty four for Thriller. But, I mean, a lot of the biggest artists have never won an album a year. So, I mean, she's in good company in that sense. Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, I, of course, I had to check my girl Mariah. I mean, I already knew she hadn't won an album a year. But, yeah, twice she was nominated for album of the year and, and lost out one year to do, I believe. I believe there's another year you two won. Right. Um, and Emancipation of Mimi, she was nominated for that. Who won that year? Uh, oh, that was a U2 year. So, 06, you know, she lost out. And obviously, a lot of people said that was a great album, but yeah, she lost out to that, um, to you too. And uh, she was nominated for Daydream, so um, which is really interesting. But anyway, uh, yeah, like so, I look back from 2010 just to see these last several years, and already Taylor Swift and Adele have won two album of the years, and I hadn't real, I hadn't. You know what? I didn't realize Taylor Swift had won twice. Like, I totally forgot about that. Like Taylor Swift winning like album of the year twice in like, like the last what, seven years. In a seven year period, it's like Steve Nash winning back to back MVPs in the NBA. <laughs> you know, like Steve Nash was a good player, and I do think one year he deserved MVP, but the second <laughs> time he did win, I'm like, nah, player. Like you can't yeah. be given. You can't have a league with Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant in it and be given the MVP to Steve Nash. You the know first what I'm time Taylor won in 2010, um, that was the year Lady Gaga's The Fame was nominated. Um, Beyonce was also nominated for Sasha Fierce. I am Sasha Fierce. Black Eyed Peas and uh, who is this? Uh, Dave Matthews Band. Those were the nominees. Wow. Fame was. Well, yeah, how could Fame not win that? I don't I'm, know. I'm, I'm hearing those nominees, and I'm thinking, like, you I don't know, know what? how. I don't know how she didn't win that. And then out of those albums, like, yeah, I mean, Fame I, probably should have been the album of the year yeah. out of that group. And even then, when I think about those albums, like, it's it's like going back to what I was saying about like 1988, where they had those beasts of classic albums. Like, yeah. which albums of those would you even consider a classic, other than maybe Fame? Like, Fame was probably the only one you would probably consider a classic yeah, out of that sure. that list. You know, the Black Eyes Peas album, the end. Yeah. What was on that? I don't know. I, I can't even think I don't what was on know. that. But I just actually uh, looked back at Sasha Fierce to see was on that, and so yeah, that that to me wasn't album of the year worthy. Uh, but yeah, the fame, I'm surprised that that didn't win. Um, I'm surprised that that didn't win, but, um. Well, let's go, let, let's get back to the point yeah, of, sure. of, of black artists being snubbed. Right. Now, you know, this is like a partial list, but of the past, like, five years, this is what's going down with album of the year. 2013, mm-hmm. Mumford and Sons beat out Frank Ocean. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but I don't like Frank Ocean, but, <laughs> but people have noted that. But people, yeah. He was nominated album of the year. 2014, Daft Punk beat Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. 2015, Beck beat Beyonce, and that's when like Kanye went off. Yeah. 2016, Taylor Swift beat Ken- Kendrick Lamar, mm-hmm. and then this past year, Adele over Beyonce. 2017. Mm-hmm. So it's like Kendrick Lamar was passed up twice in the past four years, and Beyonce mm-hmm. has passed up twice in the past four years over you know these other artists who, right. who are pretty much let's say they're just white <laughs> right. they're white artists and you know it it sucks you know it, it's 
I mean, it's quite obvious that the the voting body of of the Grammys have a bias where you can count on, you know, one hand the number of, let's say, even black women who've won album a year in the history of the Grammys. I think three black women have won solo, you know, solo awards from album of the year. Did you talk about 2012? Oh, you started with 2013. 2013. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And in general, black artists, I mean, it's like it happens over and over and over again. And I don't get too pressed about it because I'm not like, you know, I, I'm not too pressed because like I'm like you know whatever it's the awards. But people really get pressed about it. Saying like they they passed up Beyonce again and it gets so upset. And I'm like mm-hmm. you know what this has been going on since like probably the beginning of the Grammys, the beginning yeah. of time. And it's like I'm not saying it's right and it's not to dismiss people's feelings about it. But it's like at some point we have to say enough is enough. Like we're gonna stop looking to the Grammys to validate our fandom and who we like. And I bring it back to Prince again. Prince is my fave. I yeah. don't stand for fake. Prince has seven Grammys in his lifetime. Seven Grammys. One of the greatest popular musicians in the history of, of modern music mm-hmm. or music period has only seven Grammys. Mm-hmm. There are people out there who have more. Like Rihanna has That's more t- Grammys than Prince. Yeah, I mean, what world crazy. does it make sense that Rihanna has more? But you know what? I don't sweat it because I just chalk it up to the game. And that's the way yeah. that... The, the awards are set up. They're set up a certain way. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of things play into it. Label politics, sure. marketing, you know, pay for play as far as, you know, certain people who perform get more of a consideration. I mean, that's the way yeah. it is. And I just figure at this point, after this happening for so long, people just need to, like, let stop, it go. <laughs> let it go and stop complaining about it. You yeah. Know? Right. The thing is, is that, you know, obviously we have, you know, the BET Awards. And, you know, but, you know, people, I feel like, don't give that a lot of credit, you know, because it's the BET Awards. But, I mean, we have those awards for a reason. Right. So that exactly. our artists can get uh, recognized. However, I, I do want to say, because I, I had to go to the BET Awards uh, history and look up past winners um, for Best Female Artists. And their categories are a little different. You know, it's kind of like Best uh, Female and Male or Male, whatever you can say. Best female like pop and R and B artist, and then they have like video of the year because I guess BET kind of started out as the video awards. Sure. So now it's just music, but they have a video of the year, so they don't have like album of the year. They should probably change that. But anyway, I mean, best female artist. I mean, it's been Beyonce the last three years. Um, she's won seven overall, and oh. she was even nominated in years where she didn't release an album <laughs> and won, which I'm just like. Okay, now see, that's where it gets a little bit too much for me because the year that she was nominated and she didn't release an album, I mean, there were people, Janelle Monet was actually nominated along, uh, this was 2015, uh, Beyonce won and didn't have a new album out. And, you know, Janelle got, you know, Janelle didn't win out right. of that group because it was like K. Michelle, Jan- Janelle Monet. Oh, God, I can't remember. But, you know, I'm just like, dang, Janelle is like a great artist. So, you know, I see both sides of it. Yeah, we need our own thing so that, you know, our artists can get recognized. But at the same time, right now, we're in kind of this uh, era of people like who they like. And that's kind of it. Like, everybody just sticks to Beyonce. And it kind of sucks because there are some great people out there. So my thing with having like an award show like the BET Awards or another award show to recognize our artists is that we're just right now really stuck in a rut, if you will. It's like Chris Brown has won so many awards, you know, a BET Award. So it's like, do we want to watch an award show every year where the same person is going to win every year? 
that that we need a happy medium is what I'm getting to, you know? Well, my thing is like I you know, my my big thing with the Grammys and how they've traditionally snubbed black artists, you you think back, like you remember like, you know, the Grammys didn't really start recognizing rap until like right. 87 or something like that. And I remember right. something about like, I think like, you know, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince won like the first, first Grammy time. that they like advertised on, on the telecast or, right. or showed on the telecast. And my thing is like, it's been going on for so long. It's like, what are we going to do to change this? Like mm-hmm. you can't sit up here and complain about it every single year. Mm-hmm. Like as a viewer, if you are really upset that they keep snubber Beyonce, for the VMAs, like Kanye was, mm. or for the Grammys, the, as a viewer, you should do your duty and stop watching. Yeah, don't watch, for sure. yeah. don't tweet about it, yeah. don't talk about it. Yeah. You know, the, if that's the, all who you care about. Right. If you're, if, <laughs> I'm saying if you're upset about that, if you feel strong about uh, black artists, not just her, but black artists in general yeah, being snubbed sure. and you don't think they're being treated fairly, then don't watch it. Don't, don't give that that publicity to the awards. Yeah. It goes for VMAs, it goes for the AMAs, yeah. it goes for the Grammys. Yeah. And as an artist, I think we're, we've reached a point as, you know, in the music industry as these black artists, like so many of them have so much more power mm-hmm. and, and, you know, some large followings and social media followings yeah. that at this point, they just need to start boycotting the Grammys. Now, you yeah. could have done that 30 years ago. Like, the Grammys were very important back then. You needed the Grammys to get on. Like, mm, you can yeah. Michael Jackson, even as big as he was, Michael Jackson, you know, pre-thriller, kind of, you know... You need that validation. Yeah, he couldn't have, like, mm-hmm. you know snubbed or boycotted the Grammys. Right. Like, no, you had to do it. Even the big black artists had to do the Grammys because you need that exposure. Right. But at this point, if Beyonce said, you know what, I am boycotting the Grammys. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter what, I'm not coming to perform. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit in the audience. I'm not going to walk the red carpet. And other people fall in line. If Kanye does the same thing, if Kendrick mm-hmm. Lamar, if all these people did the same thing, mm-hmm. it will hurt the Grammys. Yeah. It's like we created the, you know, the reason there is a BET network and the reason there's uh, NAACP Image Awards, Soul Train Awards. The reason there's an Ebony magazine, an Essence magazine, is because we felt as though white mainstream media ignored the accomplishments of of black people and people mm-hmm. of color. And we says, you know what, we want to be recognized for our work, for our art, so we have to create our own thing. Mm-hmm. So it's for us by a situation. As if we if we stand by that credo, like this is why we created it, then let's go full out and do it. Mm-hmm. Don't go to the Grammys. Don't go to AMAs. Don't go to Video Music Awards. Mm-hmm. Don't do the People's Choice Awards. You know what? You go to the BET Awards. Mm-hmm. Show out there. Only participate yeah. in BET. Only participate in Soul Train Awards. Only participate in award shows and mm-hmm. presentations of the like that are produced and put together by people of color that shows a, a true, authentic you know, admiration for the work of art uh, of mm-hmm. people of color. Like, that's what you have to do. And I, f- I feel like we're at a tipping point where you got, they should start doing it. It should be, mm-hmm. it's got to be an all mass thing. It has yeah. to be all these big stars because I guarantee you the Grammys need Beyonce more than Beyonce needs the Grammys. Mm-hmm. The, Be- mm-hmm. the Grammys will advertise Beyonce, Beyonce, Beyonce. She's performing. She's doing it. She's doing that. You know, a special performance by Kanye West and mm-hmm. all this stuff. It's like, you know what? Y'all need them more than they need you. So, Imagine next year's Grammys if there's no black artists performing. What if there is no, there's no Beyonce, there's no Drake, there's no Kanye, you know, there's no Rihanna. None of these big black stars are performing. How would that Grammys telecast look then? No one, not no one, not no one will watch it, but it would be a noticeable difference. And I think the viewership levels would decline. So I just think we just need 
not we, because there's nothing I can personally do other than <laughs> ignore and not mm-hmm. watch the Grammys, but it yeah. doesn't bother me as much. Mm-hmm. But for people who really, you know, it bothers them, don't participate in, in, in that. Don't watch it. Don't tweet about it. Don't talk about it on social media. And artists need to make a concerted effort. Mm-hmm. They're big enough now that they don't need the Grammys. Mm. They can get what they want as far as exposure and marketing and things like that from, you know, going on the BET Awards. I mean, the BET Awards, I think at this point, has consistently higher ratings than the Video Music Awards on MTV. And I know it's the Mm -hmm. same corporation and both owned by Viacom, but the BET Awards is more buzzworthy than the VMAs and more people watch it. And the social media presence is huge compared to the VMAs. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, I would definitely think that. I mean, especially because black folks are over-indexed when it comes to Twitter usage and other Mm -hmm. social media usage. So when it comes to BET, social media impressions when Mm -hmm. it comes to those awards... It's high up there. Everyone mm-hmm. tweets about it. You saw what happened with the new edition movie. Right, you know? of course. So I think there's an opportunity here. I'm beating a dead horse at this <laughs> point, but they need to just be, just boycott. Just yeah. do black yeah. black media, black events, push that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen, but that's, what you're saying is, you know. But then, so if it's not going to happen, then they're just going to complain every year. Like yeah. in two years, Beyonce's going to be back again with a new album that gets nominated. But let's say, but, but. When you say complain, our artists, our black artists complain. There are some black artists complaining. Well, do. do you think Beyonce's complaining? I'll, Beyonce we, we is know too, Kanye would Beyonce, complain. <laughs> but Beyonce is too smart and too savvy to complain publicly. She's yeah. not Kanye. Kanye lacks mm-hmm. tact and impulse control. <laughs> yeah. So Kanye would get up there, grab the microphone and say, you know, Beyonce had the greatest music video of mm-hmm. all time. Like, he'll do that. Beyonce is, is, is much more savvy and smarter. Mm-hmm. She will make her feelings known and disappointment known through her various uh, outlets. She has her team. She has a team of representatives. She will make her feelings known through her label, through whoever, that she's not happy. Mm-hmm. And there are other artists that do the same thing. But mm-hmm. there's uh, some artists like Frank Ocean who would get out there and make, you know, emo Tumblr posts about it. <laughs> and, you know, mm-hmm. the people each, each people has their own way of dealing things. Some people yeah. make... Instagram posts. Some people get on the mic and just grab it and complain. Yeah. Some people complain in Breakfast Club interviews or Sway in the Morning. Or some people do it back channel way. Mm-hmm. So I do believe black artists are, are upset. I mean, it's nothing mm-hmm. new. They've been upset for years. And sometimes mm-hmm. black artists do refuse to perform on these award shows unless they know they're getting an award. So I think mm-hmm. people are complaining. I think there's a tipping point. I just hope and wish that you know if they really want to affect change... The only way to affect change is to hit the you know, the Grammy telecast in their pocketbooks, man. And if they made a concerted effort not to perform, if they showed out, and or even you know, let's say they decided we're gonna do our own award show, you know, something yeah. that would make the Grammy telecast say, okay, you know, Grammy, you know, committee, we have to do something different. We can't continue to keep ignoring the work of black artists in favor of white artists who you know sometimes aren't putting out product that's as good as the black artists. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it's it's quite obvious at this point man i mean mm-hmm. the last who was the last black woman to win out on the year i think it was like was it natalie cole for unforgettable no, it was whitney houston it was whitney I'm oh yeah sure I, I, I you know yeah um the bodyguard or soundtrack. i always love you yeah there so, was a bodyguard, bodyguard yeah. soundtrack yeah but even then like i think there's only three black women have won so yeah, i don't remember seeing <laughs> many in this i mean but whitney houston list. has one album of the year taylor swift has two two like in what Swift. world is that like? In what world is that? The oh, Lauryn Hill. Lauryn Hill won. 99. At, right. For, you know, Miss Education, Lauryn Hill came yeah. out in 98. So there we go with that, yeah. Um, 
Well, that's my too. That's my way to solve this situation. So yeah, they can call me up and I'll give them consulting and watching it. Yeah, definitely. Like as as an audience, like we can't you know keep complain keep watching it and complaining. You know, if you're not satisfied with it. because at this point, I mean, I've been saying this for probably la- probably the last several years um, that the Grammys are definitely at a point where um, the people that get nominated for, and this is not just uh, for artists, or I keep saying artists of the year, album of the year, not just for album of the year, but for other things too. Um, you know, a lot of them, a lot of nominees are, I'm just kind of like, I don't know. I'm not like really familiar with a lot of music. Um, today but yeah a lot of times I'm just kind of like I don't know from what I've heard stuff I've heard I'm like they got nominated for a Grammy you know what I'm saying like I I, I just feel like it's a popularity contest these days what is in a way I mean it's a popularity contest I didn't always feel like that back in the 80s and 90s when people were nominated I felt like people were generally like good <laughs> you know no, it like, was then too you just didn't notice as much but it, i mean it's always been a popularity contest like i said i mean it has to be to i mean i don't know if in the 80s and 90s a taylor swift could have got nominated i don't know like i'm i don't know she's hugely popular and i feel like that you know they take a lot of that into account these i, I feel like they take more uh, you know, sales and things into account these days than they used to. But that's, I mean, that's just my opinion. So I mean, when you say popularity contest, what do you mean? Like as far I mean, as sales? Like sales and just po- general popularity. You know, people, you may not like Taylor Swift, but like people, and, and I'm not a fan, um, but like they're, those little white girls, they love her. <laughs> um, and so I just feel like, you know, I don't know. Popularity just really comes into play this day, these days because like people who just get nominated, just even if they don't win, like the nominations, like, I'm like, wow, like these people got nominated is really fascinating. Well, I think it's more than just popular. I mean, a lot of it has to do with label politics and, and, you know, payola and, you know, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. I mean, a lot of politics is involved in that. I mean, it's, it's, it's a delicate balance that is struck. It's a mix of, 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 you know, popularity as far as sales, as far as particular interests of the actual voters, also as far as, you know, just marketing and, and you know, label politics. I mean, it's a lot, there's there's a lot involved in it. I mean, it's, and, and so it's just difficult. I mean, it's never going to be like exactly like the, the, the best album of, of the year. It's not going to be like that. There's, there's just so much involved, but... I think of it as a situation where you look back on it, is it, you know, in hindsight, did they, did you make the right call? You know, like Mm -hmm. an example, which is not quite on point, but one I would say is, I I believe that, um, that Driving Miss Daisy beat out Do the Right Thing for like, you know, best film of the year for the Academy Award. Mm -hmm. And you look at that and it's like, wow, Do the Right Thing is great. Spike Lee movie is amazing movie. And then driving Miss Daisy with that insufferable Morgan Freeman driving a little old white lady, Jessica Tandy, around town. Like, yes, ma'am, you want to go to the Piggly Wiggly? Take me to the Piggly Wiggly, Morgan Freeman. Like, that movie actually beat out Do the Right Thing. And and, and film critics consider film, you know, the right thing, like, you know, Spike Lee's magnum opus. It was such an important movie as far as what it said. It was urgent. It was fiery. And you think about it, and, and you know that happened in like you know eighty eighty nine, right? Mm-hmm. So like twenty years from then, from from then, 
you know, which which movie do they teach in film school? Right. They, they teach do the right thing. That's a yeah. that's a that's a movie that's mm-hmm. that's in in script writing classes, in film classes, directing classes, cinematography classes. Mm-hmm. They talk about that film mm-hmm. in film school 20, 30 years later. Right. No one talks about driving Miss Daisy right. in film school. Right. So you have to think about like how important it is to the times and what it means. And I think the same thing happens in in music. The album of the year is like, yeah, I mean, some milk toast album made by like. You know Taylor Swift wins album of the year, but in twenty years from now, are you going to be talking about you know Taylor Swift or are you going to be talking about Kendrick Lamar? Like Kendrick Lamar's album, they say mm-hmm. that was a seminal album and mm-hmm. meant so much, and you know, you know this is the type of album that you know people look back on twenty years later and talk about how important it was. Are people going to talk about how important that Taylor Swift album was? Mm, likely not. So. You have to think about it in that sense you as know, well. It's hard to, well, you can't really, I can't, I try to, in thinking about this podcast, think about like, okay, movies, you know, because we, we deal with the same sort of issue and with the Oscars and everything. But, you know, I, I really was thinking about it and like music is so, you know, it's just something. Personal. It is personal, right? So, I mean, I get what you're saying totally, but I'm going to play devil's advocate and just say, like, you know, you may think of Taylor Swift as somebody who couldn't produce an album that means something. But her albums clearly mean something to people. So just in 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 that kind of, you know, just thinking about that, like, it's really hard. Like, music is really hard. I mean, I almost feel like is it really fair almost to have an album of the year and and try to collect, you know, various albums from various genres and and say like this was the best overall because you know what like the way, you know, just listening today to Adele's uh uh album like I was just thinking like this I understand why people love it. It's it's one of those it's it's ballads. It's just heavy ballads and and you and it really does like hit you in in a certain way that clearly lemonade would not hit you but you you know it's like one of those things where it's like you you have to we all listen to music to put us in into different moods right like we're listening to music because it makes us feel a certain way so i mean if you're just somebody who just really wants to feel like you know you're in a, a sort of i don't know relationship issue and you need to like listen to some Adele like you're gonna like really think that she should win you know right yeah I mean and and vice versa people who like love Lemonade I mean I've definitely seen comments saying like that it touches them so it's like it's really hard like I think for people to get together and say like how you know what is the best you know, album, not just amongst these two, but just of any, any, any year when you have like, you know, these five albums to choose from and they're from various genres, you know, it's like, yeah, like it's just really hard, but I, 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 I wouldn't say like, oh, you know, like kind of what you're saying about like how it, you know, will touch people later on or will it, you know, speak to people and what will people be talking about? Because, I can guarantee you these girls who 
grew up listening to Taylor Swift, they're going to be talking about that CD long time. They're going to be talking about how it made them feel when they were 15. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because, like, you think about all the music that you listened to when you were a teenager. You know, all everybody, you know, when you're listening to music during your formative years, like, that's, that's the music of your soul. Like, I mean, we still, you know listen to it you know whenever we go on a trip you know what are we listening to we're not listening to the radio we're not listening to this generation's music it doesn't it doesn't do anything for us we're listening to the stuff from the from the 90s and even from the 80s you know growing up because those are the songs that mean something now every song that we listened to back then did, does it mean something huge to us maybe maybe not but you know what i'm saying like when you talk about like stuff that like hits you you know 20 years from now 30 years from now like you know, it's, it's going to hit somebody, you know? So it's just hard. Like my basic rant here is that it's just hard. Like to, you know, I was really trying to think like, how can they like so-called fix the, you know, album of the year and make it less, you know, like, I don't know, contentious or whatever. Um, I, I just don't know what they can, they can do. I, I don't, I think this is a situation where no one will ever be satisfied because, you know, we all like what we like. And you assume people voting, they like what they like. You know what I'm saying? That comes into play. And I'm sure people are trying to be, what is the word, objective um, when voting. But I'm sure that's hard because you, you like what you like. You know? I mean, it's surprising to me the year that Outcast won. Like, wow. You know that? And that's and that, and that that's kind of huge it was to think huge. about. It was an outlier. And it was huge. And we thought at the time that it it, 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 it was signally a, a turn of the tide. Like, you know, turning the corner. And maybe it's like, wow, like a rap album by two Southern rappers mm-hmm. became, you know, one album of the year. So he was just hoping maybe. But then think about it. Like, you know, back to what I was saying, it was like about traditional stuff. Yeah. There was no way that... Outcast would have won album of the year mm-hmm. for uh, you know speaker box speaker love box. below if there was no love below hmm. because that's what got you know quote unquote white people hooked into it enough mm-hmm. to like oh I'm gonna vote for this you know they weren't voting it for album of the year for speaker box mm-hmm. and that's not to say, that's not uh, to say the the quality you know talk about the quality of the two sides of the album mm-hmm. it's to mean that love below is something that white folks can really get into and, and mm-hmm. you know, feel like they're, you know, cool by saying, yeah, I, I love the love below because, you know, I love that Hey Ya song and yeah. and Roses and all the songs that, that Andre did on that album. So yeah. if it was just a traditional Outkast album, if yeah. it was, you know, AT Aliens, it was Steak mm-hmm. On Ya, it would not have won, in, in my opinion. The fact that it was that split disc and then it had you know, Andre kind of doing his, like, you know, pseudo Prince impression, uh-huh. and then you had Big Boy on his side doing traditional, mm-hmm. you know, rapping and you know, Big Boy style music. It went and went of one album in a year, so it was good that it won. But then it's like, you know what? But I see what they did there. Let let them let let AT Aliens win and see what happens. Stankonia was nominated though. Once yeah, and I, was... I don't and rap albums we can nominate, but yeah, but Stankonia didn't win. And yeah, I, I mean, I yeah, and. and just I'm like, saying, just like got Kanye didn't win. Kanye yeah. is nominated a couple of times. Three times. Three times. No he wonder he's like Kendrick, furious. <laughs> Kendrick nominated twice for album of the year. He didn't yeah. win. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like Yeah. Yeah, they basically you I don't know if a rap album will ever win, to be honest with you. Right. And I'm getting, not saying that's right. I'm just saying I just don't ever I, I don't ever see that being uh I don't ever see that winning. They'll be like album basically winning. they they'll get nominated. They'll be invited to the party, but they can't drink from the punch bowl. 
I mean, that's that's essentially what it is. Like, yeah, you can come to our party, but you got to drink out of tap. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so. I Do mean, you think they should give album of the years for different genres? Do I mean, you think that's really the problem? Is that like, no. does it does it make sense so to have an album it, of the year against all these people? Like, well, it do doesn't make sense, but they, you're saying take away album of the year completely and just do it by genre? Yeah. Well, yeah, they should probably do that. That would be a better decision than just overall album of the year. Because like at said, this point, rap isn't going to... Right, there's too many... There's too many rap hasn't won yet, well, I guess technically yeah, outcast, but, I mean, but, but... But there's yeah. too many disparate genres and, like you said, people's personal tastes in music mm-hmm. to say out of all the music that was released, you know, the thousands of albums that were released, you know, in this country in a particular year... That this is the best album. It's just it's just very difficult, just because you said like. Well, once you break it down for genre, it should be easier. If you that's my point. I'm saying yes. I'm saying it's difficult to say one album was the best one if you look at all these. If you do a, if you keep doing what we're doing now. Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. I missed that. Yeah, but then it gets to well, you know, which album are you which albums are you going to televise on television? I mean, I'm just going too deep into it. It was like. Which, which category? Because it'll get cut. Yeah. Well, if they're gonna do, if they ever did something like that, I, I think those would definitely have to be cut television. But I just think, but I think that they go album a year because it's a way for them to say unequivocally, this is like the top award. You know, so it's like for best film, when we say best film, like this film is the best of all the films. This encapsulated well, right. all the all the elements of making a film. And made it into a high quality film that one can say is the very best one of the year, and that's what they're trying to emulate with album of, of the year when they yeah. do that. But like when, you said, with music, it, it just shouldn't yeah, be music that way. is so personal to people, and mm-hmm. it hits people in a certain mindset, uh, as opposed to when it comes to something like filmmaking, where you can you can also more objectively uh, analyze the different elements right. of the film, the yeah. writing, the, the yes. cinematography. It's, it's it's a little bit yes. easier for people to. To analyze those parts sure. and, 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 and review them as opposed to like, well, I'm just really, 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 really into R&B music and Beyonce's my favorite artist. So. Right. Because you don't get that with movies. You're not, you don't get people who are like, we sometimes. I, I'm going to say like, you don't get people who are like, I only like suspense. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I See, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. With music. You get people out there who only listen to hip hop and R and B. They don't listen yeah. to anything else. Or there's people who only listen to country. Exactly. People who will never listen to country. On the flip side, right? right? Yeah, and and yeah, that's that's just the thing of it. It's 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 like if they're gonna keep going down the road. I mean, it, it the voting body has to somehow shift and change and be more. I don't know what they need to do, but you know, because it's like yeah, I. I, I listen to everything except for country, but even though I don't listen to country, I still recognize that there are some country artists out there that are really terrific. I mean, Carrie Underwood, she's phenomenal. Like, I don't know if you know, but she is great. Her voice is amazing. Uh, going way back, Shania Twain, amazing. Shania Twain's my girl. I mean, you know, I can recognize, and that's the thing what I, you know, with talking about the audience, people, listeners, you know, it's cool that you, you've got a fave. Cool. Have your fave, but you should recognize that there are other people out there who are are talented, you know. And so that's that's something to keep in mind, you know, going forward with these. If you're going to continue to watch award shows and whatnot, like keep an open mind. You know, you don't have to go out there and listen to all this stuff, but I mean, keep an open mind that there are really talented people out there. And you know, just because you don't 
listen to them doesn't mean that they're not talented. Right. You know, unless there's somebody that you actually do hear because they're just so big, i.e. like a Taylor Swift. Like, you know, I'm sure everybody has heard a Taylor Swift song or, you know, she's on commercials and singing and all this kind of stuff. You've heard her whether you want to or not. Um, and so you can judge accordingly if you like. But yeah, I mean, there are a lot of people out there that, that don't listen to other things. And it's like, as an audience, like, you know, it's, it's like movies in this case where you're just like, oh, I saw this movie and it was great and it should have won. Like, but did you see all the other movies? Right. No one ever sees anything, you know, that's nominated. They see like one movie nominated for Best Picture and then think that, oh my God, you know, they should have won. And it's like, people. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we've talked a lot. Yes. Hope it made sense. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was fun. <laughs> that was fun. So uh, yes, uh, as a reminder, please, please um, listen and review the podcast. Uh, where can they review? The you, can, you can review us on iTunes um, in the iTunes music store. And we are on a whole bunch of other platforms as well we're on google play so you can review us on google play mm-hmm. we're on stitcher you can review us on stitcher mm-hmm. and you can also find us on fm player acast soundcloud and podbeam and just tons of formats so yes on most of those formats you can review so please leave us reviews we yes. appreciate it tell us if you like it if you don't what do you want to see is or listen to rather in terms of future podcasts we are definitely open to suggestions and ideas great all right thanks for listening thanks everyone bye bye